Oh, yeah, I can hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. I can hear you, too. Yeah. Am I supposed to hear you? Yeah, you're supposed to hear me. Is there any way I can block you out? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm Chef Westep, and I'll be your host for Outer Banks Raw, a brand new podcast coming from the Outer Banks. We're going to be talking about food, fitness, lifestyle, you name it. That Outer Banks state of mind that you all love so much, you want to plug in, tune in here. Hey, this is Chef Westep from Outer Banks Raw. Welcome back. Okay, so today um, we got a special episode. And uh, what we're going to be talking about is a little bit of the how the Outer Banks Raw and the podcast originated, a little bit about how you take an idea and couple it with action, and next thing you know, you've got a production. And I've got a very special guest today, Celeste Osorio. She's my social media director. If you've seen the TikToks or Facebook or Red Sky or Red Sky Catering or NC Coast, or anything about Outer Banks Chef or Outer Banks Raw, Celeste has been behind the scenes the entire time. So Celeste Osorio, now she's originally from Mexico. Great. Yes, I'm from Mexico, and but actually I almost spend most of my life here in the Outer Banks. There you go. At this point. You're most yeah. of your life in America here in the Outer Banks. Came in 2000 to the Outer Banks. <gasps> wow. Wow. Yeah. 22 yeah. years. 22 years. Yeah. Awesome. And you know what? When most people um, come from Mexico and one of the challenges that they face and one of the disciplines they've got to do is mastering the or working at least a workable English language, correct? My English is not perfect, but if you work around me a little bit, then you can say you speak Celeste. That's now. right. That's what I yeah. was going to say. Which is practically English, but I have made up some words. That's what I was going to say is most people have to come over here and learn English. And instead, Celeste took the more difficult route in teaching the Outer Banks how to speak fluent Celeste. That's correct. Okay. So anyway, so today I'm going to be talking about where this idea came from, what's the purpose of it, and what our goal is, basically. We had a goal. And then as we have more guests, our goal kind of changed a little bit. And then suddenly, it seems like we found our niche. And definitely, I I think that it's important that we let our listeners know why you are doing this. But before you do that, I also like for our listeners, the ones that don't know Chef West, to know who you are. So why don't we start you giving us a little bit of history about yourself. About Chef Wes. All right. Chef Wes is originally from West by God, Virginia. Okay. Yes, Celeste, West Virginia, it's a part over here of the United States of America. It's a mountainous region and it's where I call home. Oh, if you're from West Virginia, you'll always be from West Virginia. It's a beautiful state. There's a lot of jokes that go around West Virginia when I do cooking seminars and everything like that. People will ask me how I've learned to cook seafood so good, you know, down here on the Outer Banks, being from West by God, Virginia. And I always tell them if you can make possum taste good, seafood's a cakewalk. <laughs> but it's all in jest. And, you know, that I, explains a lot, actually. Yeah. And I came down here on vacation with my family, just like most people do when they come down here. I always had a passion for cooking, and I think I got that from my grandmother and from my mother, who were awesome, like Southern cooks, you know, good old-fashioned. And you know what? I learned from a young age that food is feelings. You know what I mean? And I remember that the happiest times of my my, my childhood and everything were like when— 
they'd all get together and we'd have a big feed. And, you know, I think anybody that, you know, enjoys food, they know that it's the whole ambiance that comes around the food. So anyway, I, I fell in love with cooking. And when I got out of high school, I went to college. I cooked my way through school. I studied a lot of different things, but basically I was in the kitchens working in Huntington and in Morgantown, which are both universities in West Virginia, Marshall being in Huntington and West Virginia University being in Morgantown. And then in the summers, I'd come down here and I didn't surf, but I could cook. So I was cooking and playing and having a good time. I got to the Outer Banks in around 1987, 1988, really young. I dropped out of my last semester of college. I didn't have a vehicle. I hitchhiked to the Outer Banks from West by God, Virginia. But anyway, and I didn't have a place to live. And uh, the only thing I had was a job. And I started as the lowest form of life in the kitchen, which is the fry guy. Okay, so the fry guy is absolutely, I mean, we're covered in flour. It's grease and blah. And I started working at a high-volume restaurant. And it was the first real professional restaurant with an aggressive owner who really knew how to run a restaurant and was always pushing us to go just beyond our comfort zone. And as we know, diamonds aren't made without pressure. And so the pressure is what I I fell in love with as well. And that was Mike Kelly. And that was Mike Kelly. Nice. Yeah, who we have had on the show. He was in our second episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's some that's that's one that it was very interesting because he had a little bit of the history of restaurants in the Outer Banks. You know, when we started this podcast, my mission statement, if anything else, was to introduce a conversation from the Outer Banks of North Carolina, someplace that's cherished by people all over the world, and especially people who are in the rat race each and every day, and driving back and forth from D.C. to New York to Philadelphia and making deals and doing the deal and thinking about, oh, wow, remember those peaceful times we had right next to the Currituck Sound and the, the Atlantic Ocean on that barrier island known as the Outer Banks, when we actually got to appreciate what we're working for and our families and all of that stuff. And it's just chill. I'd love to have that in my life on a daily basis. Well, that's what Outer Banks Raw is all about. You know, Outer Banks Raw is to give you that Outer Banks state of mind and to learn more and more and more about that place you call your second home. So anyway, and you know, like Miles said, who we had on just the other day, you know, the Outer Banks is not a zip code. It's more of a brand. And I know, Celeste, you've traveled all around the world. You're, mm-hmm. you're a big traveler. I'm a, I'm a, I also love to travel anywhere where there's great food. I love to to take the blinders off and get to see what other people are doing. But there's very few places that I keep up with yeah. after I'm yeah, gone. Yeah, we, we go, we vacation, we love it, and then it kind of goes in the back of our mind yeah. until it's, next time it, we It goes into a been there, done that, vacation. sort of. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's like, okay. The other banks, is not, it's not like that. No. For a lot of people, they just keep coming year after year. Yeah, the Outer Banks, they, it's a feeling. And the characters down here on the Outer Banks, everyone knows it for its beauty. It's majestic, you know, Mother Nature. I mean, there's bears 30 miles from here. There's tuna right 30 miles off the coast. (laughs) This place is an abundance of wildlife and, and natural beauty. And I wanted to introduce people to the true fabric of what makes up our community, though. And that's all these daggone characters that we get to come in here and talk. Yeah, absolutely. For us, especially us who live here, the people... Is one of the most important things about this. If you're living on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, you kind of like march to the beat of a different drummer, you know, to a certain degree. We're very accepting because there is a lot of sort of 
21st century pirates that kind of like flock to the coast. You know what I mean? They make their living in unorthodox manners or five or six different ways to make a living. You know, it doesn't fit a mold that I grew up with. And I find pleasantly that they add so much spice to this recipe called life. And so the goal that we have is to reach out and touch as many people as we can that love the Outer Banks and that want to know more about their own passion. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel that you are definitely accomplishing that because I'm hearing it around town. Yeah. And we also have been working in a lot of projects. We started a TikTok page, which yeah. we are very surprised because it went from zero to 12,000 followers in just a couple months. And and that's suddenly- not really, that's not saying anything about me. That's saying more about you and your, your marketing abilities. We did do the soft shell crab episode on the TikTok. Yeah, and if our listeners are have not seen your TikTok page, they probably don't know, but the TikTok video was practically Chef Westeff cleaning soft shell crab, but he cut the soft shell crab face off. Cutting the soft shell crab's face off is cleaning the soft shell. So let's exactly. Okay. I totally no, I totally get it. And I was a little bit opposed to it uh, because <laughs> I didn't violent. know if that was, yeah, it was a little bit violent. And then we, then suddenly I started looking at the comments and of course you got some haters and that's okay as well. But the video was, had mostly uh, very positive feedback. And then one day I wake up and it has 2 million views. <laughs> and I am very surprised. I think the soft shell should do a GoFundMe page. <laughs> it might be too late, but okay, yeah, that's hilarious. It is a little bit too late, but yeah, yeah, maybe for the family. <laughs> maybe for the family. I feel like part of this podcast was to also let the people that are new in the Outer Banks, our new residents, right? Which to, there's a good bit, which is a good heard. bit, especially COVID brought what about ten thousand people. Yep, I feel like this will help them to realize who we really are because they want to belong. Right. I mean, do you agree on that? With that being said, a lot of these podcasts are going to deal with Outer Banks lifestyle. And that was one of the reasons that I was so scared to start this podcast because we have never done one, so we didn't know if we were going to succeed. And then after the couple episodes that we had, people started telling us, a great, but it could have gone completely wrong, right. completely the other way. Well, one one great thing is too, and you know, to tip my hat to people like you yourself, and the key people that I have working at you know NC Coast and Red Sky and Red Sky Catering is you're only as good as your team. You know, when I came up with this idea of a podcast, you look at me and you go, I can see it in your eyes. You're going, is this doable? And if I'm going to do it, it's got to be professional. And I can tell you one thing. When you're listening to these podcasts, there's a hell of a lot of work that goes into it. When I hear how professional the mics are being, you know, the verbiage is being done, the mics are being done, all the stuff that you do behind the scenes, I feel like we've accomplished something right off the bat because it doesn't sound like we're recording this in our freaking bathtub, you know what I mean, or something like that. And... Anyway, I have been blessed beyond my just desserts to have such high caliber teammates around me. My history is, you know, it's like, you tell me, hey, we're going to do something. 
And I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but, you know, I read about it and then we execute it. And it's always, it, it has been successful. We have yeah. been going. I mean, we're not maybe where we want to be and at the speed that, you know, we were planning to be. But, you know, somehow we're, you know, we're, it has been a lot of fun. And we've learned so much. I've learned, so, learned much so much from the from diversity the of our guests. And, yes. you know, their personalities shine through the microphones. I mean, it's like I sit here sometimes just listening to these folks in awe. You know, from Miles to Terry Shepard to, you know, his life and Absolutely. and the wedding. The, the wedding, wedding industry series, that was very informative. And you really want to get married in the automatic after you listen to those three podcasts. You're yeah. like, I want to hire this person and this person and this person and I and this is why I'm going to go to the Outer Banks because of these people that I just heard. If you want to tell something to our listeners today, what would you like to relate to everybody that is listening today? Well, first thing is, is thank you so much for listening. You know what I mean? It's like we can't do this without the support of people and we 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 would love some ideas on content. If you have any constructive criticism or if you have any suggestions, you know what? Give them to us because you're the reason that we're here. I think that we're done with today's episode. That was a really if good Celeste first says time. We're done, Amen. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that this is good because we have been interviewing guests and I feel that I needed to have the listeners know who you are and our mission statement. Thank you very much. Yeah. And anyway, I guess that sums it up down here. Mm -hmm. You know, once again, it's good friends talking in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And we all want you to feel at home when you come to our podcast. So anyway, thanks a lot, Celeste, for coming in and quizzing me on what the hell <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely. doing here. Exactly. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm here for. All right. Well, uh, I will see you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.